This is Leslie. And this is Liam, and we're trading money stress for real happiness. You are listening to Seeds, a 15-minute debrief on young people's common money challenges. Every episode will bring someone new to the table to plant that foundational seed on how to grow our wealth and unlock our ideal lifestyles. We are so glad you're here. And today's guest, we have Trent Dressel, based in Dallas, Texas, and he's apparently wearing boots he just shared. Let's go. I, I don't know, I guess he's in Texas or something. And we're excited to have him. Um, Trent is kind of your expert on all things personal finance, but more from, um, from this happiness perspective that we always seek here on Seeds. So really excited to hear more about Trent and kind of how he took his personal interests um, and leverage that financially and how that might relate to a lot of you that are listening right now. For sure. So we wanted to ask Trent, as you know, our podcast is focused on planting the seed to help trade money stress for real happiness. What does happiness mean to you and how are you using your finances to get there? Yeah. yeah. Thanks guys. Oh, really, exci- really no, excited Trent, to be ahead. here. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little eager, a little gunfire to jump in here, but um, yeah, definitely a big listener of the show. So super pumped to be here and hear the intro. Um, really what I want to do before I answer your question, I just want to get out there that I know I want to tell people how to live their lives or if what I'm doing is better than anyone else. Um, but I just want to share some of my experiences, positive, negative, and wealth creation in my overall job, just to see if that would be entertaining or, or helpful for anyone else. But what happiness means to me, I, I'm based in Dallas, Texas, like you said. I literally just got a pair of boots within the last year or two, which is super exciting. <laughs> Big moment <laughs> they, for you. <laughs> they're, they're, they're really not even comfortable for those of you who don't have boots, but they add like three inches. So you just feel like an absolute unit walking around. But I do software sales in Dallas, Texas. It's a lot of fun. Fun fact about me, I've made approximately 35,000 cold calls in the last two years. So it's something I enjoy doing. And yeah, face rejection day to day, but really where I find happiness is is just in the the nitty gritty. I I like to I don't want to sound like your your cliche just corporate person, but I like working hard. And I mean, as much as I like sitting on a beach and just drinking Coronas and White Claws, I I really find most satisfaction out of just living day to day, getting closer to my goals, interacting with people, and just making things happen. So that's really what I'm about, and would love to share some of my experiences. Trent, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean Trent just living his ideal lifestyle as you can tell. So excited <laughs> to get those tips throughout here. Um, would love to be enjoying a Corona with you on the beach soon when beaches <laughs> reopen, if that's you know going to be a thing. But we're really glad you're here to weigh in, Trent. Uh, we have an interesting question that was submitted by one of our listeners in Virginia, and uh, that topic is a listener wrote in, "What should I ensure I do every day to build good habits?" What would these relate to shaping my week, month, year? I want to be consistent with my finances and my well-being. Um, so it sounds like it really aligns. I mean, Trent, I, what are your initial thoughts here for this listener? Where would you start if you were in their shoes? Yeah, I think it's a really great question. And I, I think it really just speaks to your audience, how hungry they are to get better and just continuously learn and evolve. And I think it really starts with the habits in the day-to-day. And, and really the way I think about this is is – before we get into anything, I think it's important to note that at the end of the di- at the end of the day, we're all humans, and it just based on human nature and instinct, 
it's asking a lot and, and expecting a lot of yourself to expect to say, okay, I'm going to start meditating daily because I think it'll be good for me and expect yourself to do it each and every day, week after week. I'm going to start working out for 30 minutes a day. It's hard to do those things continuous each and every day. So I, I would say the first thing before trying to set a habit or think about what you're doing is, is just be comfortable with yourself and, and don't, ex of course, have high expectations, but don't expect you're just going to come in and just take over the world. Um, those are my initial thoughts on it. And, and secondly, and I'll, I'll turn it back on you guys here. I, I think the first thing before you want to start building habits and the way I like to think about it is think about what you actually want. Like my experience talking with my, my friends, coworkers, family, if you just blatantly say, hey, Liam, hey, Leslie, like, what do you want? Most people can't really articulate clearly what exactly they want. And if you don't know your end destination or what you actually want, how do you expect your day to day and week to week to map out towards that outcome? Mm so so relevant and honestly i feel like you're preaching the choir here trent because <laughs> i was thinking the same thing when i read this submission and i think i i will take the blame and, and fall on the sword for being the queen of like trying to hack my habits i mean love it i've tried everything from like waking up at five to doing a meditation and then going on a bike ride and then journaling and then at night like turning off the tv two hours before bed and just really trying to do all of those almost cliche things that you know they say make you a successful person or whatever it may be but I think for me too, the idea of building a good habit is so subjective to whatever you're going through. So maybe that good habit is like taking a second at 11.45 to take three breaths, which is actually a true habit and reminder that I have on my phone to like just remember to wow. breathe throughout the day. Yeah, I know it's like so embarrassing, that's but so guys, important. that's where I'm at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but seriously, it, it, it really, I really love the way that you just started thinking about that, Trent, because it is so not about a checklist of things to try to make you feel guilty about not doing what the person next to you is doing. And it is so actually about building something that is additive, value additive back into your lifestyle. So I love that. And I'm sure Liam's going to say the same, but I just, I had to interject here. <laughs> Yeah, no, and Leslie, I feel like this happens to us a lot where one of us references a book and the other one's like, oh, I was going to say that. Do you know what book I'm going to reference, Leslie? Oh, my gosh. The Slight no. Edge? Which one? Oh, that's Trent. Good call, but Atomic Habits. Oh, <laughs> I knew you were um, going to say that. Tell yeah, there okay, it is. Yep, there there it is. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh -huh. But right, so, so Trent, for example, one of the things that you mentioned that stuck out to me, okay, I'm going to go ahead and meditate every day. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, work out for 30 minutes today. Right, that might not be the easiest transition. And I think a lot of people look at that as a boomer bust of, mm. oh, yeah. I, I don't think I have 30 minutes this morning, so I'm not gonna do it. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll start in digestible habits until it can uh, you know, compound essentially into that end goal, right? So maybe it's, hey, I'm not gonna meditate every day because I don't meditate at all right now, mm -hmm. but I'm going to meditate two times this week. Next week, I'm going to meditate three times, mm. right? And you work that, you kind of work that, um, that way up to exactly what you're trying to do. Or maybe it's, oh, okay, I'll work out for five minutes today. Mm -hmm. Something as easy as I'm going to put my sneakers on and walk down my street. That's my workout today. Mm -hmm. But tomorrow, I'm going to jog down my street. The next day, I'm going to jog one mile, right? It's, it's just creating those habits that will ultimately lead to that end goal. 
Um, that's kind of the way I think about when you want to start to establish habits from where you are to where you want to be. It doesn't have to be an all-in-one boom or bust. It can be yeah. a step-by-step process. Yeah, I, I think you guys brought up a lot of good points. And Leslie, I, I love the breathing example. I, I feel like that's something that it's so subtle, so small that, that most people don't think about. Just by breathing, it just really helps you clear your mind and your head. So I'm definitely a big advocate for that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you like it. And it, it's true. I mean, I know it's probably an understatement to say that the past couple months have been super stressful. And I was chatting with my therapist, who I've referenced many times on this show, and was like, I need to figure out a way in the middle of the day to remind myself that like I can still be in the present and 11:45 I'll be in a meeting that's still going on and just see that pop up my phone and just take three breaths and it's it's quite therapeutic um and I I know you know this this writing wasn't just you know general well-being I hope listeners including this person are, are getting some ideas about that incremental goal setting that Leah mentioned which I think is so brilliant um but I also do want to get into the finances side of things and this is something mm. as a coach that I encounter all the time when clients ask me well what should I be doing I feel like I'm not doing enough I feel like I'm 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 not working towards my goals and uh, to that, I often challenge them and say, well, like, what makes you feel like you're not doing enough? Is it because you're scrolling on Instagram and seeing people like posting about lavish trips and buying really expensive things? Is it because you still feel like you're under a mountain of debt and you just want to accelerate that process? And so with the finances as well, I, I take a close look at kind of what are those stressors for you or what are those things that you're longing for and then build habits around that. So. I'd be curious to hear either Liam or Ertrend if you guys have any like finance habits that maybe every month you try to do this or every week you try to do this, but just to give people some ideas. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Leslie. And I know we're all about the actionable takeaways on this podcast. So <laughs> I got something that. I got something for your listeners that I think everyone's going to enjoy. And, and this is something that, that I tell all my friends and family. It's something that I'm doing individually. I would never tell people to do something that I'm not already doing. And in one way that I think I've been able to really accelerate my wealth creation is by doing one simple thing. So most people make money, hopefully, if you have a job. If you're listening, you probably have a job. And most likely, you have a direct deposit. So your money is direct deposited in either your checking or your savings account. Mm -hmm. And most likely, you let it sit there. You pay off your credit card. You pay your bills, whatever. And if you're a big saver, like I'm sure a lot of you guys are, you may even transfer some of that money into an investment account, a brokerage account, and start investing some of it. But the way I go about this, and I think it's helped me a lot, is set up your direct deposit if you have the ability to, and direct deposit 100% of your income directly into your online brokerage account. So let's say you make 5,000 a month, 5,000 goes into that account. Mm -hmm. And then once you get to that point, figure out exactly what your expenses are each month. Let's say it's 2,000. So at the beginning or end of each month, then transfer out 2,000 so that you're left with 3,000 and you're essentially maxing out your ability to save money and invest it in which will give you bigger returns. And it just removes the human nature aspect of, of telling yourself, yeah, I'll definitely transfer that 3,000 from my checking to my investment account which you probably won't do it each and every time. So it's a way that's helped me keep discipline and, and, and really invest and, and make a lot more money than I otherwise think I, I would have missed out on. Wow. Yeah, I love that. And I, you know, transparently had never heard the reverse, which is what you suggested, Trent, of, you know, 
put the entire direct deposit into that brokerage account. And for folks that might be a little bit newer to a, a brokerage account or that terminology, that's really just you know the, the account that um, you'd open with a Fidelity or a Vanguard or, or any other type of account there. And typically there is kind of a core position, and sorry to get technical, but that core position is where your initial, any transfers to or from personal accounts or to or from your employer goes into. So it's not actually invested yet. And what I think is so brilliant about that is once it gets put in that core, you can still transfer it out without incurring fees or penalties between your checkings account, right? But exactly as Trent mentioned, you have hacked your way out of forgetting to put your money into your investment account. And now it's really just, okay, I need to transfer as much as I need to live, uh, plus a little extra for going to brunch. And then you have the rest of your investment <laughs> account. So I absolutely love that. I really do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the habits that I've established to Trent, I think that's an awesome habit and, and one that listeners should get into whatever strategy works for them, right? Whether it's transferring it directly to your checking and then having automatic deposits to your brokerage, to your savings, right? But that all starts with calculating your expenses. Mm. So something that we think about a lot is, is budgeting. So on my personal budget sheet, I also have a running total of essentially my net worth where each of my accounts I'll update at the end of each month at what that respective balance is. Mm. So if it's my savings account, if it's my investment account. Do you use a tool account, for that, Liam? I don't. I just use an Excel sheet, believe it or not. Okay. And each month I just put it in. However, I created a formula where I'm also calculating the percent increase or decrease month to month. And then the annual increase or decrease. So all I'm really doing is after creating that formula in Excel is really just populating those numbers after each month. It takes about five or 10 minutes on the last day of each month. And I'm then able to see, okay, my net worth increased or decreased this month. And that's typically a good indicator of how responsible and disciplined I was with my money and how that's related to my habits, right? Of what, okay, what, what did I do this month that I loved? And I can recur to, I can recur that lifestyle because I'm seeing an increase in net worth, which is my personal goal. I love that. I love yeah. that, Liam. Liam, I think that's great. One quick side note, and, and unfortunately mm -hmm. they're not paying me anything to say this, but one <laughs> of my favorite personal finance blogs online, it's, it's called Financial Samurai, and this is how I learned about it, just to hopefully build the credibility, but there's a tool online that's completely for free. It's called Personal Capital, and essentially you mm -hmm. go on, create an account for free, and you can automatically link all of your existing accounts, whether it's your brokerage account, your checking account, savings account, um, like owning a house, you can link all of your assets to personal capital. It's completely for free and, and, and it can track that. It has really clean dashboards and it's really cool. So something your your listeners could definitely check out if they're not a statistician like me and couldn't create the Excel on their own. <laughs> that is awesome to know because I actually just canceled a uh, subscription for a budgeting app that was not doing enough for me and it was like a good like 80 bucks a month a year it's so crazy yeah i will definitely mm. be looking into personal capital and i feel like team we've really planted the seed here and i want to make sure our listeners know how the seed can blossom grow and otherwise inspire their own wealth journey and i feel like trent dropped so many nuggets whether it was personal capital or that trick with your direct deposit, I'm guessing what, like five, 10 minutes to set up with your employer? 
maybe yeah. less than that. Um, Liam dropped an incredible nugget around just making sure you know what those expenses are and trying to keep track of your net worth as well. I'll say for me on the actionable takeaway side, I'm going to leave you with, with two main things. And number one is that as you're building out your habits, and especially as you're thinking, if you find yourself in a situation of trying to reduce spend in, in, in the situation where many of my clients are, um, do build habits that will give back to you and add into your life instead of feeling like they're just another thing to check off. For example, I know we've you know kind of roasted the idea of journaling here, but I actually do journal in the mornings and I find that Oh, talking about the things that I'm yeah, grateful for. Yeah, no, and just writing out like, what am I grateful for today? One sentence, one line. It helps me to really put reality into perspective. And instead of forcing myself to do a 45 minute hit workout to try to, you know, check off some box, I really feel like that's value additive. So that's number one for me is just make sure your habits are actually value additive and, and adding into your feeling of wholeness and your feeling of fulfillment. And the second one as it relates to finances is for me, having actually a reminder on my phone that's every two weeks to write down all of my expenses. So this takes me, I know Liam said his, his uh, you know, Excel populating process takes just a couple minutes there. Um, mine takes me a good, I'd say 30 minutes, but I do it on the weekend. And I write down everything that I've spent money on, whether it was through Venmo or Cash App, on my credit card, on my debit card, in cash, and like the very rare instance that I do that. And that just helps me to get an idea of what I'm really spending on and see trends before they ever show up in a spreadsheet. So I know team, we have a ton of ideas at this point. And while I'm sad to wrap up this topic for now, I do want to take a moment to celebrate an incredible real growth moment from another one of our listeners. And this one, yes, this one actually hits really, really close to home because today we are shouting out our incredible intern, Kiara, who just took the LSAT after, right after a long spring and summer of studying. We are just so proud of her. And honestly, we know that being financially well and pursuing your dreams is not just about you know, whatever dollars you have in your bank account. It's also about taking risks and setting yourself up for success. And Liam and I could not be more proud of Kiara. So congrats, Kiara. We Go Kiara. appreciate you. And love bringing out these stories always because we know there's so many others like us, like Kiara, like Trent, beginning their wealth journey and seeking happiness in real time. So, so grateful for you, all of our listeners, for joining us. We'd love to hear about your challenges and your growth moments. We can feature you next time. Yes, Liam, so glad you mentioned that. Please go to the link in our Seed Podcast description or DM us on Instagram or Twitter to share your experiences with us. We would love to help you achieve your goals and celebrate when you do. Yes, can't wait to be part of your journeys. In the meantime, subscribe to Seed, stay up to date with the community as we all collectively are pursuing happiness. And lastly, huge shout out to my favorite uh, Dallas resident at the moment, Trent, (laughs) for weighing in on habits in general and also some money habits tips. We love catching up with you, but where can listeners follow up with you, keep up with your journey and just stay in touch? Yeah, that, that's a great question, Leslie. And I'll, I'll keep this under 30 seconds here. So bottom line to the, the wealth creation All of the thing, channels. 
yeah, no, all the channel. We're about to plug every social media. No, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> so bottom line, the way I look at it, you can either save more money or make more money. How do you make more money? So you need to figure out how to get more leverage in life. And, and Leslie and Liam are the perfect example. Doing work up front in a way that can get out to millions of people, such as a podcast, a blog, a YouTube channel, creating content, owning a business. There's a lot of different ways. If you're interested in different things like that on top of this podcast, um, come check me out on YouTube. Um, I started a YouTube channel to document my own journey and, and different tips and tricks like this channel right here. My name is just Trent Dressel, D-R-E-S-S-E-L. Check me out on YouTube and we'll collaborate on there. Perfect. We love it. Thank you so much, Trent, for being with us, guys. Seriously, go check out his channel. He may or may not be recording this exact <laughs> session. You can see him live. Um, but Whoa. in the meantime, listeners, uh, we're here for you. We support you. And we will talk to you next week. Signing off. Signing off.